What's up, everybody? Paul Hickey here with your data-driven daily tip. Just kidding. My name is Sonia Thalman, and I am the senior strategist on the data-driven design team. Today, we have a special episode, not only because I'm filling in for Paul, but because I'm here with my coworker and CTO of data-driven design, Mr. Joe Wallace. In today's episode, we are going to find out what Joe learned from attending Project Voice earlier this month in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Awesome. Okay. Well, Joe, thank you for joining the podcast today. If you wouldn't mind giving the audience a little bit about yourself, what is it What it is that you do for data-driven design? Sure thing. I'm the CTO of data-driven design, chief technology officer. So um, that means that I'm basically in charge of making, helping make decisions that uh, affect our solutions for our customers. So uh, whether that's WordPress and helping land on a platform as a service that we really love and, and can use to accelerate our development timeline on those to um, what kind of infrastructure we're going to run with our custom software products that may have um, weirder you know, needs that we, that we have to meet. Awesome. Okay, cool. So you had the opportunity to um, attend Project Voice earlier this month. Um, tell me your thoughts on that and like, what were you expecting going into it? Yeah, so I, I mean, going into it, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I'd never been to a voice-focused conference before, and only had been to a couple of technology conferences. So I wasn't sure if it was a conference for you know consumers or for producers in the voice space, or if it were you know for developers. Um, I didn't really know what to expect, um, but I'll say that it was an excellent conference. It was it was smaller than some of the other conferences I've been to, which was wonderful because it was an intimate experience. Um, we got to meet a lot of the other people there that had booths that were, um, I guess, sponsorship booths um, and presenters and, you know, people that are important in the voice space and the big players like Google and Amazon, Samsung. Um, so it was really great. We had a great experience, positive experience, um, got a lot of networking done, learned a lot, had some revelatory moments and, and enjoyed Chattanooga. Awesome. So aside from what you, you what you just said, why do you think it was important for data-driven design to have a strong presence at an event like Project Voice? Sure. For data-driven design, um, we see a huge opportunity voice space for our clients and, and prospective clients and future clients. And so for us, it's important to be there and be leaders in the space and understand it so that when our clients inevitably come to us and say hey I need a uh, I need to get a voice presence in the way that they did with you know iPhones uh, 10 years ago let's say then we'll be ready we'll be armed with all the knowledge that we need for it and we won't have to scramble you know we'll be uh, the obvious solution and we'll be able to help our partners grow into the space so that that's why it was important to us Cool. Yeah, I um, I myself had the opportunity to attend the conference for just a day, and I mean, I felt like I walked away learning so much. And just um, you know, just a couple hours before the booths were about to shut down, I felt like our booth was really busy and people were coming by asking questions. So I think that was um, a really neat thing to watch. Yeah, um, it was. It was great. We had um, our CEO Paul Hickey uh, and some other guys set up basically an interview station at our booth. So we had lot, you know, a lot of the premier presenters uh, and the conference organizers and all those, all those types of folks come through and sit at the data driven design, drop some knowledge on us and let us ask them questions and, 
and uh, all that kind of stuff. So there was always a lot of action and a lot of people interested in what we were doing, which was an excellent opportunity. Absolutely. Um, and then did Project Voice help clarify the opportunity for businesses to get involved with Alexa skills and Google Actions? You know, I think it's clear that they need to and that they will need to. And obviously with adoption, you know, the earlier you enter into a space like that, um, the better off you're going to be. I think that there are still question marks, though. It's sort of it's a nascent space. So there, there are a lot of things that um, people just aren't sure how to approach yet. still, even though they're, you know, brilliant minds at Google and, and Amazon uh, and Samsung that think about this all the time. And so, for example, um, we heard a lot of people talk about monetization and, and how do I get paid for what I put out in the, in the voice space. Um, and there are still open questions about that because there's not, uh, as far as I understand, a unified sort of payment system for all of those things because Amazon, of course, wants to use Amazon Pay. Google wants to use Google Pay. And all, all. So there's some on that and all discoverability. So when we think of uh, finding an answer to something or finding a product that we want and we turn to our favorite search engine, then we get a list of results and we can kind of click into those things and look at you know, if it's a physical product, especially look at it. Um, if we're in the app store, even looking for an app on our phone, we can read a long description and um, peruse several options. And, and that kind of interaction, I think, is not really solved totally in the voice space. So um, it clarified what needs to happen and clarified that it's going to happen. Um, but I still think there are big question marks, which makes it a super interesting place to be for me as a, as a sort of developer. Right. Um, and then I guess from um, your time there, I think you were there for a total of four days. What sessions did you attend and um, which ones were your favorite? Yeah, so I um, didn't attend a lot of the sessions. I did a lot of booth manning. So um, I could talk to prospects that were kind of perusing the, the exhibit hall. Um, but I did make it a point to go to all of the keynote and a couple of other sessions and uh, so that really stands out to me um, and that was the Samsung Bixby keynote uh, which it's kind of funny because I, I went in knowing a lot about uh, Alexa and the, and the Echoes and knowing a fair amount about Google Assistant I have an Android phone um, but what I didn't know was that Samsung was a big player in that space. And so on the third day of the conference, Adam Shire, who uh, notably invented Siri back when um, as, a, as an app for the iPhone, and then eventually, of course, it was bought and incorporated. Now everybody knows of Siri, um, is leading the Samsung Bixby team there. And so what he talked about were some visions for the future that people in Silicon Valley have had since the early 90s, really, um, and how voice is, is getting us closer, but we're still not quite there. And it was interesting to hear him talk about, about some of the problems and how to solve them. And um, it really sort of jived with some reading that I've been doing uh, on an economic level that I won't like, go into because that could be a long and boring tangent. <laughs> but, um, but it was really interesting. And, it, and, and one thing, just to touch on it briefly, that that's set up now in the voice environment is that Amazon with Alexa has um, an almost totalitarian control over everything that goes on there. 
uh, it's not an open ecosystem. And, and the same thing is true with the Google Assistant. So you have to sort of conform to each of their different ways of doing things and do it exactly their way. Um, and if we liken that to the internet at large, um, you can sort of imagine how much of a pain that is. One of the reasons that the internet is so successful is because it grew as sort of a, um, an open standard for here's how we're going to produce the content. And then browsers were built uh, by various parties to consume that content. So in other words, I can make a website, if we imagine like the very earliest website, by typing just some text um, into Notepad or, or whatever I like to use to write you know, notes. Um, and then save that on the server and you know, a browser can access it. Or even like, even you know, from a terminal, you know, like a developer tool in my, on my computer, I can access that and grab all of the information I want to out of it. And then of course, Microsoft's um, built Internet Explorer and there was Netscape Navigator and then eventually like Firefox and Chrome and Safari and Opera and all of these other competitors out there. But the point is, every single one of them spoke the same language. Right. With the current voice ecosystem, that is not at all true. So what you end up with is sort of a way to approach the problem that you're trying to solve for the Google Assistant, a way to approach it for um, Alexa and the way to approach it for Samsung Bixby, for example. And, and so um, anyway, it, that poses some challenges and he kind of got into that and, and talked about um, some ways that hopefully Samsung is going to help with that and not see, I'm getting into this long rambling thing that I said I was going to try to avoid, but <laughs> it's okay. the interesting thing of one, one really interesting thing among many, to be honest, that he didn't really dive into, but that struck me is Samsung with all of their equipment home and, and their partnerships have a smart power. So we won't think of Samsung in conjunction, at least that I'm aware of with a smart speaker. So you think of having a freestanding um, element, you know, on your kitchen counter that's got a little screen maybe, or at the very least has a speaker and glowing lights. Um, they're incorporating that same technology into tons and tons of appliances. So on the one hand, um, it's not a dedicated device that you interact with, but on the other hand, it's going to be kind of ubiquitous and it's going to give them a lot of market power. So I think it'll be interesting to see I mean, I'm fascinated by what Samsung is going to do, uh, and their approach to solving the problem is really intriguing and makes things, I think, easier for developers, um, which will be helpful for innovation and all that going down the line. So anyway, that was that was a really interesting talk for a lot of reasons, and um, and just like really made me excited for the future of voice. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I um, am really excited for the future of voice and even super excited to uh, continue this conversation at our Nashville Voice Conference on August 7th at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center, um, 9 to 4. Make sure I put that little plug in there so everybody who's listening, save the date. Um, thank you so much, Joe, for you know attending Project Voice and sharing um, this, this exciting um, topic with us, and we appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And I'll just follow up with, um, I was talking with Paul earlier and, and um, for the Nashville Voice Conference, he asked me today if I would speak at that. So we've still got a little ways to go. I know it's several months out, but um, it'll be fun to kind of put something together. And, and if I had to do it today, I would, I would get a lot more uh, in, informative information around the points that I was thinking of with the Adam Shire Samsung Bixby talk. But 
um, it'll be fun to see what I come up with and what we present. And I hope to see everybody at the Nashville Voice Conference. And, and Sonia, thanks for having me and for chatting. Cool. Well, thanks, Joe. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Thank you for joining this edition of Data Driven Daily Tips. For more free digital marketing tips, go to dataoveropinions.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash paulhickey. You can follow Paul on Instagram at datadrivendesign and make sure you check out information on the Nashville Voice Conference happening on August 7th, 2020. You can go to nashvillevoiceconference.com. Last but not least, you can now build voice apps like Alexa Skills and Google Actions from the back end of your WordPress site with our new WordPress plugin, The Voice Designer. Go to thevoicedesigner.com for more information. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.